0: We're going to start a new series today, as for May and June, we're going to be looking at the book of Colossians in the New Testament, and we're going to go through each section of this book uh, to really expound the truths of God's word. It's not a big book, it only take you half an hour to read it if you sat down and read it in one go, but it's so rich and it tells you in a really quick and simple way what the gospel is, who Jesus is, how do we respond to it, so we're going to start today Uh, Looking at Colossians 3, uh, chapter 1, I'm just going to pray as we start, uh, that God would re-bless this time. So Lord, I just thank you for your word. Let's pray for everyone here today. Lord, that we are receptive to your word. I just pray that we would have ears to hear what you have to say to us today, Lord. All the different stages of our lives, all the different things going on, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word. This speaks a better word to us in this world. In Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So I really look forward to starting this series with you. There's going to be seven parts, be different speakers speaking on the coming weeks. Uh, but this is the first one. So uh, if you have like a pen or a notepad or anything like that with you, it'd be great to make some notes. You don't have to have that today, but over the coming weeks, uh, to kind of note down what God's saying to you. And to also know the Bible in context. You know, sometimes you would have heard the old Bible verse here and there. But it's good to know uh, the Bible in context and to know the situations that people were in. So when you, you hear the words of Scripture, you know what's going on and how you can relate that to yourself. Um, but the writer of this book to the Colossians, so it was a city called Colossae, in the ancient Greek uh, world, probably on the edge of Turkey, um, Paul never went there. Paul had never met this group of Christians. It was a different group of Christians that had started this church a guy called Epaphras who had maybe met Paul in prison and had then gone and started this new community of believers in Colossae. That's why they're called the Colossians. And what he wants them to know, he wants to encourage them that even though they're the small fish in the big pond of this ancient world of God's and even Judaism as well is possibly quite a dominant force in, in that part of the world as well. He wants them to know that who they are in Jesus, what they have in Jesus as the true God, as the true Lord. What they have is greater than anything else. And he's wanting to encourage them and to, to let them know to keep going. So they're possibly at that, that early stage of the church beginning. And Paul's found out about them is now. Saying, "Go for it!" And by the way, here's some encouragement from the God to get you through the various challenges of life that you can face as a Christian. And so, I want to read the scripture with you now from Colossians chapter one. It's going to come on the screen behind me. Reading from verse one, Paul introduces himself. He says, "Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother." to the saints and faithful brethren in christ who are in Colossi. grace to you and peace from god our father and the lord jesus christ we give thanks to the god and father our lord jesus christ praying always for you since we heard of your faith in christ jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven of which you heard before the word of truth, of the gospel, which has come to you, as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you, since the day you heard and knew the grace of God, in truth. As you also learned from Epaphras, that's the person who started the church, our dear faithful servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the spirit. So Paul writes to them. he says, I thank God for you. In fact, as you read through the book of Colossians, you'll see one of the big themes of Colossians is thanking God. It's good to thank God, isn't it? I wonder if today you woke up, if you woke up with only the things you thanked God for yesterday, what would you wake up with today? And you see in in the theme here, it's not just thanksgiving, but as one writer would say, it's thanksgiving, it's thanksgiving, it's a living a life of thanks to God who called you, who saved you, you heard the gospel, you heard about Jesus dying on a cross for you, rising, giving you new life, you said yes to it, now you're walking in truth, and walking in freedom, I thank God for you, Paul said, I thank God I found out about you, I didn't know you were there, and here you are, growing in this part of the world, where you're probably the only Christians there at the moment. And there's all kinds of gods being worshipped, and you know, it wasn't good to to not worship the local gods, you might get in trouble with the people around you, especially if an earthquake happened, because they blame you. And here they are, this small church, maybe less than 50, and he's saying, I thank God for you, because you have a hope which is laid up for you in heaven. But you've also got something now you've also got something to walk in now and so paul's found out about this and you can hear that pride of a father you know speaking over them you know paul was an incredible man I mean, he he persecuted the church he wanted to destroy christianity he meets jesus on the road to damascus and he was going to destroy the christians in that city and jesus meets with him in a vision it says, why do you persecute me? He called Paul to not destroy the church, but to build the church. And Paul's life, that's what apostle means. It means a builder. Paul is a builder of the church, and what he's doing now is to build the church up and to let them know what they need to know. So he celebrates them, gives thanks for them, and it's good to celebrate the work that God's doing. Who enjoyed a time with Radical Church last week? Looks like he had a great time. Listen, we get, thank God what god's doing with them they've seen many people come to faith they've seen uh, incredible outreach they've seen people coming out of drug lifestyle and all of that kind of thing And, and seeing them come into the faith and growing as believers we thank god for them don't we thank god for what he's doing in this church i thank god for what he's doing in all of your lives but really the gospel is the big event right now in the age that we live not only then but now the gospel going forth into all the world is the main event it is the main headline news as far as god's concerned you know right now what's on the news johnny depp amber heard um russia putin and really that's quite far down in god's list of what he thinks is the most important because all of that it's just noise but the gospel isn't noise the gospel is the word of truth, the gospel is life and it's going forth into all the world, more people became a Christian yesterday than they have at any point on any given day in human history before I know that the church is on decline in the west alright a lot of churches are smaller than they have been, but around the world especially the, the developing world the church has never been more alive. it's never been more fiery than it is now If you ever watch the events with Christ for All Nations, when they do a gospel crusade, and a million people come to it. Have you ever been to an event where there's a million people there? You just can't get these these numbers in your head. And that is the main event. And and Paul said, thank God, that despite the pressures, that despite the social pressure that's around you to conform, despite the confusion of having Judaism on your doorstep as well, trying to get you to follow the law, you are following the truth. And he goes on in verse nine, the slide up on the screen. He prays for them. This is his prayer. And you could hear this is a great prayer to pray over each other as well in the church. It says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, God's will, and in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. For all patience, this is what what he's praying for, all that spiritual goodness that's in God. Here you are being patient in this young pressurized church. For all patience and long suffering with joy Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saint in the light. We are, that's who we are as believers, we are saints in the light. You know, it's funny, If you go to different church traditions, the saints are only those, those kind of individuals that had an incredible life. But when you read the Bible, when you read the New Testament... Anyone who follows Jesus is a saint, anyone who is a holy one. And we're called to that. We have a high calling on our life that only God can help us live up to. Only God can strengthen us with all strength and might and power and give us the grace to overcome sin, the grace to, instead of being bitter, to get better as life goes on, to be thankful. You know, being thankful is so important. I, you know, I've ever had a time when I just feel like I'm down in the dumps, feel like kind of things have gone wrong or misunderstood or I don't know, whatever it is, I just thank God for all these things that are true. I thank God for the people that have helped me. I even thank those people um, that have pulled me up. I just I send them a text. I just want to thank you for doing that for me at that time. And all of a sudden, you're lifted to a different place, aren't you? You know, The top billionaires and millionaires in the world one thing that's common amongst them all is that they journal often which is a professional skill journaling and they give thanks for as many things as they can as often as they can and a lot of them not even believers why are they giving thanks to they're just being grateful i'm grateful to a person to god who has called me into an inheritance right i don't know who's waiting for an inheritance here all right maybe one or two but it's not just an inheritance of here's the house, it's his heaven, here's his life eternal, here's the abundance of life. And you're called into something incredible, and you might feel like the small kids on the block, you might go, you've got it all in Jesus, through Jesus. Not because of you, but because of his glorious power. He's called you to partake in the inheritance of the saints. But right now, we've got to be patient, We've got to stick out the trials of life. We've got to stick out the misunderstandings. We've got to stick it all out. And, and and to be scorned. You know, you don't get cool points of being a Christian. Anyone found that? You don't. In any social circle, especially back then. And Jesus is saying to through his word, I'm standing with you. I'm going to strengthen you. And you're going to live up to the calling, the high calling that I put on you and paul's praying that god's will that will for us is done god's will is done in our lives that we will be strengthened with all might with patient endurance and with thanksgiving and i think the thanksgiving is the key that unlocks all of that great spiritual blessing that god has for us amen amen so it comes from the inside of us and it's it's not a performance we're not qualified to Partake in what God has for us unless God qualified us. And it says here, it's he who qualified us to be partakers. If it wasn't that Jesus had paid the price for us and had done away with sin, if it wasn't for his grace and his mercy and his patience to us, that he would, despite what we've done, despite what you've done, would still welcome you and would, because of what he's done on the cross, overlook those things now. Not because he doesn't care about those things, because Christ, the, the penalty of sin, has been paid for. And now his life can come into you, and you can be a new creation in Jesus. And that's what he talks about in the, in the final section I'm going to read today. He says, For he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us or translated us. Or transported us into the kingdom of the son of his love or sometimes it would say the son he loves so he's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of this of the son of his love as jesus in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins so we were in the kingdom of darkness it's hard to imagine that isn't it it's hard to to imagine that actually you know by default you're not on you're not heaven bound you're not on your way to heaven you're actually it says in the bible children of wrath and you think are people that bad are people are people that bad that that god is going to judge people and you think doesn't god love people this is this is the thing god loves everyone but everyone doesn't love god do they? not everyone loves god in return not everyone gives glory to god not everyone bows there head at mealtime saying, thank you, God, for this. Some people just cast God off, deliberately so, ignoring God, pushing him away, and yet all the time, he'd give you everything, if only you turned turn to him. Imagine you've got a billion pounds worth of debt. You didn't just put a billion pounds in your account to get you out of debt. You put two billion in your account, and he put you in credit, incredible credit, but it's all waiting for us on the other side of eternity. It says in the Bible, "No eye has seen, no ear is heard, God has a store for those who love Him." You you will never know. Uh, it was our daughter's birthday last weekend. Um, we got all the presents ready in the other room and we closed the door so she didn't see them. And in the morning, open the door, and I look forward to the moment we open that door and see all the things. And I always, it made me think of God as like, he just, he just waiting for that moment where it's like, well done, good and faithful servant. You yeah, know, come into the joy of your master. And that's not, we do not deserve that, do we? But he has reversed the curse of sin and has now made us his children and has brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. So now we're identified with Jesus because of our faith in Jesus. And it's translated us into the kingdom of the son he loves. So we were in darkness. We saw the light. That's Jesus. We heard the gospel. We said yes. And now we've come into his kingdom. And though there's precious around us, are still who we are. The world doesn't understand who we are, but that is still who we are. And he freed us through his blood to give us that freedom. That's what Paul says here. I was thinking about one of my favourite films recently I don't know if anyone's seen Behind Enemy Lines Anyone seen that film? It came out about 20 years ago Incredible film, well worth watching It's about the Bosnian uh, genocide actually it's, it's a true story, 1995 Two American pilots, one in an F-16 plane flying over Bosnia They've been a war for three years at this point Americans have not been involved so much They've been watching at a distance but they noticed there's some military activity in this this enemy territory Well, it wasn't enemy territory, it wasn't supposed to be anyone there so they fly the plane over, a recon plane, take photos of essentially tanks and armies and because of these Bosnian Serbs, they didn't want anyone to know about this they shoot the American plane down, it was a very bold move and the pilot spent six days trying to survive, basically he was a Christian pilot actually, by the way, I found out later So six days at night moving through the woods, it was freezing cold temperatures and of course on the way he finds the evidence of these these 7,000 Muslims that have have lost their lives through through their cleansing and this is why the Serbs are trying to stop him no matter what they're chasing him through the forest and and they're trying to stop him but eventually he gets to the point where the helicopter can reach on this edge of this mountain they send the helicopter down and pick him up, and what he has with him is the evidence of these atrocities, these, against, these crimes against humanity. And this is, it makes me think of the devil: is that not only does he want to bring us back into darkness because you know that's that's the that's the kind of evil playing out for us, but you have an assignment in your hand, you have something in your heart, right, that God has put in you, that the enemy is chasing you down for and he's doing everything he can to stop you but listen, just like those rescuers at the end of the film they send the helicopter in to rescue this American pilot and they go into basically enemy territory where they shouldn't be and there's a small skirmish as, they, as they've extracted him and they rescue him but the, one of the best parts about that film is when the Admiral of this naval ship says we shouldn't be doing this but we're going to go in anyway they're kind of crossing the line of military kind of protocol, not getting involved in wars they're not, you know, involved in. But they so said, We're going to go rescue him. And he speaks to all the soldiers there and said Who's with me? You know, and they're all with him. And it just makes me think of Jesus, it makes me think of that actually the call to the gospel and the call to evangelism to share Jesus and pull people out of enemy territory is dangerous and risky. I think, why was Paul. Right from prison at this point. Why was Paul flopped? Why was Paul beaten? Why was Paul silenced so often? Was it because people are bad? Of course. But there's a spiritual enemy behind the scenes pulling strings all the time to stop the proclamation of the gospel. Because it's the message of light. And when, when people see the light, they get pulled out of the darkness. Amen? So that's what you're called to proclaim. But Jesus has rescued us from the power of darkness and has now conveyed us into the kingdom of the son he loves. And we're part of that kingdom now. We're in safe hands. However, part of what we're called to is to go behind enemy lines. And what I mean by that is the spiritual strongholds, the spiritual evil. You know, there's, there's people who, they live a life that's so lost and dark. And we're called to bring Jesus to them. And bring them out. Sometimes there's a cost to us in that, sometimes there's a risk involved to that. But listen, if Jesus paid that price for us, then we can surely, knowing that we're safe eternally in his kingdom, do anything he asks us to do. Amen. Whatever he asks us to do, I thank God that I'm not going to hell now. I thank God I'm going to heaven and I'm gonna be with him forever. And I wonder if there's people here today you've not said yes to Jesus yet you've not you've not said you've not invited him in you've heard about Jesus you've heard about the cross you've heard about the resurrection that he not only paid the price but now he's alive and risen and can forgive you maybe you're here today or watched online and you've not said yes to him you've not really responded to it yet you're still well i'm not sure listen take the time to ask some questions take the time to pray you've never done that Take the time to maybe read the Bible, but don't do nothing. Take the time to do something, because your eternity rests on it. And you might think, you know what, I feel really dark in my world. I feel like I live in a world that's very dark. If you're without Jesus, he's the light. If you're without the light, you're going to be in the dark. And you'll find that when you say yes to Jesus, the light's come on. I got, I'll give you one final illustration. A few weeks ago, I got a surprise gift from Hannah. I wish you brought them with me. I got a uh, colourblind correction glasses. I'm really colourblind, and uh, I got them. I put them on, and I've never really seen colour. I've never really seen red before properly. Can you believe it? Have you ever seen some of the graphics that I do? Uh, sometimes I all colours because I can't really see the colours. Thanksgiving is like correction goggles. You can see things clearly if you've got if you've got a vision. If you've got a worldview of thankfulness. You can see the world as it's meant to be if you can see it through the truth of god's word and maybe you're living in a time of living in a time of great confusion but god wants to give you clarity god wants to give you his light god wants to shine a light in your heart today and if you want to say yes to jesus this is the day you think you know yes i have sinned against god yes i do feel like my stubbornness is putting me at risk being cut off from God you need to to do something today and Jesus, all he asks you to do is to believe in him and to repent which means to turn away from those things that you know are evil that God calls evil and dark and come into his light, come into his presence and be saved experience what he has for you it says here we have redemption in him through his blood is the forgiveness of sins. Your sins can be forgiven. Do you know that? Has anyone experienced that forgiveness of sins? How good it is. It's not just a little intellectual thing. It's like something goes from you. And you step from darkness to light. It can all be yours through faith in Jesus. So, if you want to make that commitment today, uh, come and talk to me at the end or some of our team. And we can help you i just want to pray as i finish this and i'll just maybe invite the team to come up back and so they actually want to lead us in the final song as we conclude on time i just pray lord for everyone here lord that doesn't know you yet shine that light in our heart today lord pray for everyone watching online shine that light in their hearts today lord thank you for the gospel that's bearing fruit here and across the world And I pray pray for everyone here who needs to respond to that gospel, that good news of what you've done for us. Bless them. I pray, Holy Spirit, all in this place, right